Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Megan, recorded in October 2023. She has a tour company for women with a sustainable and ethical lens on tourism and tells us the story of how she got started. All right. Hello, everyone. Noreen here. Today I have with me Megan. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Noreen. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, I would love to share. So I am Megan Grant. I am the founder of Cherish Tours. Cherish Tours is our uh, tour company for women by women that supports women in business through all of the travels that we do. I personally have now traveled to 39 countries and will be visiting my 40th before the end of this year. And I love travel. It's a huge passion of mine. And I just wanted to create Cherish as a way for more women to have access to travel around the world, even if they didn't have people to go with, as well as supporting women in the places we visit with a more sustainable and ethical lens on tourism. As tourism explodes, it's been so interesting to to take that route. Um, my personal background is actually in conference planning, so this definitely feels a lot more personal to me and something I've enjoyed doing a lot more than supporting large-scale events here in the U.S. Thank you so much for that introduction, and I look forward to going into a few more details about what you're doing. Uh, but let's take a step back and let me ask you the question, why hospitality in the first place? I don't think I've known any different, if I'm being <laughs> honest. It's something that came natural to me from a young age. And my very first job at about 15 years old was in customer service for a landscaping company. And ever since then, I've stayed in hospitality roles, guest services based roles for my entire career. And it's something that I have had love-hate relationships with, depending on what role I've been in. But now that I've stepped into something that is more of a passion project, so it's definitely leaning more towards that love side of the relationship. Yeah, I think that's the thing with hospitality. It has a way of dragging you in, but also we all know that how much hard work you know comes with working in hospitality. But I think the one thing that people do say consistently is that it's a lot of fun. And that's, I think, what keeps us there. And then when we can, you know, find that niche to say that, okay, this is what I really enjoy doing within it, then it's kind of where the magic uh, starts to happen. I would totally agree. I think that hospitality for me allows me to continue to be creative while also using the business side of my brain and sticking to more of those traditional, like, I don't know, business thought processes that people typically have. I think it's a great place where vision meets practicality and logistics and hospitality allows that to thrive. And I, I really enjoy that part of it. I like that vision meets practicality. <laughs> uh, so tell us about your career journey. Like, where did you start? 
So I mentioned that my very first job was at a landscaping company, and I actually was someone who had lots of different roles from the time I graduated from college until I launched my business. I dabbled in hotels, in conference planning, in uh, banquets, and I also worked for a bar association planning their small-scale events for uh, lawyers in the area and their memberships. So I've done a little bit of everything. I've actually also helped open a restaurant and uh, built up a food truck that is now a retail space and things like that. So I've been on every different side of hospitality in one way or another, and it's been fun, but really it was because I wasn't finding anything that stuck, that I really loved, that I felt like I was adding in a contributing way in an impactful and purposeful uh, way. Yeah. So I, I struggled in in staying with things long-term. So I freelanced a lot. I joined things for about a year or so, and then would try to do something different. So I've actually worked in my business now for almost three years, just over. And I think it's the longest career I've ever had. <laughs> that was actually going to be my next question. Like, what was it that, you know, kept you moving from different locations or different roles? Was it because you were in that search for something different or yeah, was it, um, was it because you just found different opportunities because I think primarily oftentimes we go through these different roles because we're looking for something else and it's just, yeah. How do you then get that next opportunity is often the question that I get asked. Yeah. I think for me, I am not someone who thrives in a monotonous routine. So a lot of the times I'm searching for my next challenge or a space where someone allows me to be the visionary that I am and was maybe hiding below the surface. And hospitality, while it stimulates some of that, it can also restrict it depending on what role you're in. So for example, if you're working as a front desk manager, there's not really a lot of opportunity for creativity or changing of routine. And so I think that for me, I kept moving through different careers, not only because new opportunities presented themselves, but also because something new felt exciting. And I wanted to try whatever that next new thing was. And to speak to your part of where did the opportunities even come from? I think it's because I was just always looking. I was never settled. So when you have eyes in the back of your head, almost always looking for that opportunity, you can find them in a lot of hidden places. Yeah, I agreed. I think oftentimes, you know, it's like that old saying, they say, you know, you want to buy a red car, you want to buy a red car, and then all of a sudden, all you see around you <laughs> is red cars, right? So when you're in that mind frame of like, looking for opportunities, or, or not looking for them, for that matter, that's when they start appearing. I would agree. I think that for me, I actually worked with a business coach at one point too, because I thought something was wrong with me and having chasing new opportunities and going to the next thing. And I think that we've been taught conventionally that you're supposed to stay in a career for a really long time, where I would argue the opposite, that you get some 
even more robust experience from trying many different avenues and learning from a multitude of experiences. And that's something that I had to reinforce and learn about myself that there was nothing wrong with me for having tried all of these different things and done these really cool opportunities and just taken on the experience when it was presented rather than feeling like stuck in a place. Agreed. And I think oftentimes what we also don't get taught or we don't learn so much is that you don't just have one career, right? Like oftentimes you go through two or three, even more. Like I was on this, I had a guest on my show um, a couple of weeks back and she says, you know, she has reinvented herself sort of every three to seven years, um, different life circumstances, but also just wanting different experiences. Like you're saying, just being that more robust um, person, I suppose, for, for lack of a better expression. Yeah, I think that's so great. I would love for that to be a takeaway that more women hear from women in their careers is that you're not failing by trying many things. Agreed. And something that someone else also said recently was that when you are um, thinking of your career, think of it of how it um, suits your life or supports your lifestyle rather than the other way around. And I think this is another thing that we've been taught is that we need to adapt our life to our work. But I don't believe that to be true anymore either. Yeah, I think what I call that is my roadmap. I was given a roadmap as a kid that said, here's what you are supposed to do. Here are the stops along the way you're supposed to make. You're supposed to graduate from high school. You're supposed to go to university. You're supposed to get good grades, get a degree that you're going to use applicable in your career, go get a career. And then as a woman, I was also told that even after having a career, you're supposed to give that all up to have kids and get married. And now that I'm 30 and none of those, I have not had kids. I am not married just yet. Like all of those things, I've been like, wow, my roadmap is something that I get to draw. It's not something that was given to me. And that's been completely redefining in my life to be able to align with what actually makes sense for me as an individual versus what socially was given to us and what people feel like they have to conform to. Yes, you are singing from my book, I think, because this is exactly what I was taught as well. Like you're supposed to, supposed to, supposed to, supposed to, right? Like that was that theme that keeps coming up. Yeah, you go to school, you go to university, you get a job, you get married, have kids, buy the house, et cetera, et cetera. And I've actually done almost all those things except the kids part. And I realize it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now, you know identifying what actually works for me. And I won't lie, it's hard to do that because no one else or not many people around you are doing the same thing. Um, So how do we then support one another and inspire one another to carry on? And there was something that you had said earlier that you were hiding um, as you were kind of coming out, bringing out your creative side. Tell us a little bit more about that journey. Uh. Do you mean in the sense of like the fact that I had to stay in a career and I felt that it was a negative thing to be bouncing around or are you referring to another 
No, I think it was more about the routine and kind of, you know, when you were working with the coach and trying to find out, you know, where it was um, that, you know, because you were feeling that was a bit more monotonous life, you know, you Mm -hmm. were trying to come out of it. Yeah, I think that it's similar to what we're already saying around that you have so many of these supposed tos and there's a lack of community around you that is doing things that are maybe considered unconventional. So I really had to do the work to figure out that I was allowed to be an entrepreneur, to start my own business, to do something that felt more aligned with me as a person and who I wanted to be and the career I wanted to make for myself, as well as the impact I wanted to make in the world. The the work was hard because, you know, I needed to find the internal validation that I was capable of it and that I could give myself permission to do it rather than seeking that from other places because you're not going to get that from society and sometimes not even your closest network of people. So the the work was definitely hard in in being with a business coach and having I I actively I would say rebelled <laughs> against the idea of being an entrepreneur and I am now an entrepreneur and I I don't know if I would even go as far as saying I love it because it is hard. It's really really difficult, but it's something that I can now feel good about in what I'm doing and I find more purpose in than a lot of the other things that I've previously done. So that is a really nice segue into um, what you're doing now, your purpose and um, what you've built now as an entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit more about that journey. Yeah, so I launched Cherish back in 2021 in the heat of the pandemic, which was maybe a little crazy of me being a person to launch a travel company when the world was pretty shut down. But I knew that my business needed to be oriented around travel because it's one of the things that I love most and want to share most. So Cherish creates multiple day tours exclusively for women that are curated to allow women to have personal choice, even within a group tour, while creating and curating this beautiful community of women of all ages. I truly believe that we can learn from each other at any age and at any part of our lives. So Cherish shares this environment that is safe for women to connect and be their truest selves without judgment and get out of their routines back at home and take these trips in order to lower some of their walls and get out of their comfort zone and learn a lot about themselves, the world around them and other women. And it's all really exciting because it also at the same time supports women in business and the places that we go to through the selections that I make for all of our itineraries. We stay at family-owned hotels, smaller boutique properties that are typically women-ran. We also partner with local women guides and all of these types of things where you can really see how women are involved throughout the itinerary when you travel with Cherish. 
That's brilliant. And thank you. I mean, obviously being, you know, on this podcast of inspiring women in hospitality, I'm a big fan of anyone supporting women in business. Um, and tell us a little bit about why you chose to focus on women or travel for women as well. I really honestly just had a conversation with a friend of mine who's in her 60s. And like I was saying, I feel like you can learn about women, learn about yourself through women at any age. And so her and I had this really great friendship and I was just speaking to her in a very open way. And I said out loud, like, if I could be doing anything, I would be supporting women through travel. And she was like, in her wise way, told me to write that down and was like, reflect back on that later and see if it still resonates. And it did. And and that's now what I'm doing. And it really didn't come from a really drawn out, like, business planning experience. It was just something that I said when I was being my most authentic self. And when I reflected back on it, it was something that really stuck. And now that it has stuck, I've seen the incredible impact of supporting women in business and also supporting women as our travelers. I truly believe in a ripple effect that happens when women are shown grace and compassion and kindness, they bring that home and thus continue that into the communities in their own lives. And if they can learn to be compassionate about things that are different from their routine, people who are different than them, then I think it will just all around make our world a more beautiful place. And I believe in the same ripple effect for economies as well in local communities that if you give women access to more money and more tourism dollars to support themselves and their families, I believe and I've seen that they typically give back more to their own communities and build really vibrant and beautiful things when given opportunities to do so. I think that's really beautiful. And I love how you say the the ripple effect and how it will you know impact the local communities and economies as well, I would agree. Research also suggests that women who are um, are supported and then from a financial perspective as well, they do definitely then give back a lot more. I mean, that's what a lot of microfinancing is based off of in um, parts of like South Asia and, and other parts of Asia as well. Like it's mostly the women who are financed to start their businesses and then they help the community as at large as a result of that. I love it. And so tell us a little bit about uh, your some of your itineraries, like where are you going? What are you doing? What kind of activities um, do takes place on your tours? So all of our tours for 2024 have already sold out. We have one more this year, or sorry, not 2024. Take that back. We are in 2023. All Maybe of our Maybe you 20- sold out for 2024 as well already. Not, not yet. <laughs> I don't want to give that impression because there's definitely a space for women to travel with us next year. Um, I've been calendar planning already for next year, so my head is already into 2024. But we are in 2023. And 2023 trips are sold out. We have one more this year. Uh, but next year in 2024, we will be hosting five small group tours, uh, which is really exciting. We are going back to Costa Rica in April. We are also going back 
to this gorgeous glamping site in Utah, which is near Arches and Canyonlands National Parks. It is husband and wife owned and it's stunning. And then um, in June, I will be leading personally a tour through Turkey. And then we will also be going back on our Nordic getaway, which goes from Denmark to the Faroe Islands in Iceland. That will be in September. I just got back from that one myself and we saw the Northern Lights. It was the first time I had ever seen the Northern Lights. So that was magical. And then we will be closing the year next year with a safari in Tanzania. So really great options, very diverse in different places all over the world. So I'm very excited to offer all of these and be able to have some return travelers as well as a ton of new travelers join us in these incredible places. Uh, we also just launched and offer private tours as well, which is for groups of six women or more who would like to buy an entire tour exclusively for their group. And, you know, you said these tours are around, you know, women getting together and learning from one another. And look, I have, being someone who's been on various retreats and trips, I can tell you for sure that these kinds of experiences are so transformational and they really offer you so much. Um, what was what is it about it, your groups when women get together? You know, what, what is happening? Tell some of our listeners what they can expect. Yeah. So unlike retreats, which has a lot of programming that is curated around specifically wellness or different things like that, where you had journaling hours or group um, reflection or different things like that, Cherish has those types of things built in in a more natural way. I believe that when women come together on our trips that we don't need to fully the word that comes to mind is handheld, like handhold them through building these connections. It's really just through the intentionality of the itineraries that these connections unfold and women learn about themselves and the other women on the trips by doing things that might be outside of their comfort zone, like zip lining in Costa Rica, for example, that is challenging for some women. And you learn a lot about yourself in getting out of your comfort zone and doing some things that push your adrenaline and having a group of women support you uh, through it. So we have a balance on all of our trips of full group activities, which we all do together, small group activities where you have choice in what excursion you would like to do. And then we also always build in free free time for you to spend some time either on your own if you would like to or break off with one or two of the other travelers to explore in your free time and choose some of the things you'd like to see beyond what we've already curated in the itinerary. And I believe that this flow really allows for these connections to unfold and, and develop in such a short amount of time. And for someone like me, who's an introvert, it allows me to have that recharge moment as well, so that I'm not with a group for seven days, 24 hours a day. Um, so it's really a, a beautiful and fun way to travel, because you have a built in community as well as an opportunity to have some personal choice. 
Yeah, that's really important. And I think that's something that I've learned to appreciate or learned about myself, I would say, over the years. Like, I need that me time, the personal time as well on, to be honest, any given day, week, month, whatever it looks like, you know, being an introvert as well, I have also learned that, that I need that time to recharge and, and recuperate and also to be in nature. That's also another thing that's become more apparent um, to me. Yes. And each of Cherish's trips is a really great way to feel immersed in a place. I pride myself on that, that you not only get personal time so that if you are the person who likes nature, we can offer that for you. But if you are someone who would rather go to the bar, we can do that too. But our our larger group activities tend to be more culturally immersive and things that you can feel like you've actually learned something about the place that you've gone to. And it's just really beautiful to be in places like in Panama, for example, where able to visit three different indigenous communities. And it's really beautiful to be able to visit places that some other tourists don't have the privilege of going to. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that information about your tours. And yeah, it definitely sounds different from what I have done in the past. So hopefully, who knows, one day I can join in on one of them. I would love that. And so, you know, obviously you've, you've had a extensive career before you became an entrepreneur. Um, and obviously you must have had a lot of learnings along the way. Share with our listeners some of your key learnings from your career um, experiences thus far. I think one of my biggest ones from being in hospitality is the skill that I have to say no in a very nice way. I think that's like every hospitality person can relate to that, that you are, you just start to learn to flex this muscle of being able to say, Hey, like, nope, we're not doing that. But in a very professional and curated way, uh, that's definitely one of my more practical learnings. I think that if I were to do more of a life lesson learning, something that comes to mind is that I have learned to be more present in the things that I'm doing and appreciate the positives of the circumstances that I'm in regardless. And you don't always have to be an optimist, but you can at least appreciate that even though your flight's delayed or something, that you are going somewhere and you had the privilege of being able to be in a place and things like that. I think that it's something that my career has taught me as an event planner, especially that, and now as a travel planner, that things don't always go 100% according to plan, but you can always make something good out of it. I like that, make something good out of it. And the thing is also when we think about it, you know, when there's delays or cancellations, you know, obviously we get upset, but it takes away so much of our own energy. And I love how you say that, you know, we do have the privilege of, of traveling or going somewhere. It may not happen straight away, but it will happen somehow eventually. Yeah. And so tell us, um, my final question will be for you today is who inspires you? So lately I've been inspired by travel writers and people who are 
in that space and who are reporting on things that maybe other people don't have a point of reference to. And so I would call out uh, Divya Thani from Condé Nast. She's the um, executive editor. I don't know her exact title, but she's incredible. And I follow her on Instagram and I just love to see the travels she's doing and the contributions that go into Condé Nast. And then I would also call out um, Paige McClanahan. I think that she's someone that I have had the privilege of actually speaking to one-on-one through her newsletters and email. And I just love the work that she's doing. She specializes more in learning about the impact tourism has on our planet and on the world. And she has some great podcasts that speak to the subject of the negative burdens, as well as some of the positives that happen through tourism. And it's just a great way to be educated on the topic. I've learned a lot through her. And yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing those two inspirations. And thank you for sharing your story with us today. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality. Mm